0: Hey friends, thank you so much for checking out today's episode of Coming Up In My Sneakers. Today we have a really exciting guest on. His name is Rajan and he is a music artist. Uh, he does a lot with music. You guys are going to hear about it. Um, but he's probably best known for his hit song called Cocaine Fantasy, which is excellent. And you guys should all go get it on Spotify or wherever, wherever you listen. Um... Welcome, Rajan.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for uh, coming and being on it. And uh, just to give you guys a little bit of background, um, so Rajan, he does amazing things with music and everything, but he is also a client of mine because as you guys know, I'm a stylist. So we've worked together on a few projects and um, yeah, so that's how we know each other. uh, And I guess through some like mutual friends and stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, okay. So I want to get started about you and your come up story and uh, let's start off with where you were born.
1: I was born in Brampton, uh, born and raised in Brampton, but I moved around a lot from Brampton to Oakville to Winnipeg, back to Brampton. So
0: no way, yeah, you I lived in Winnipeg there. for a bit. I didn't even know that. I Lived
1: in Winnipeg for like a year. I don't recommend living in Winnipeg. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> as is fun. This, isn't it
0: freezing? It's I'm
1: freezing. Like... Mosquitoes everywhere, and it's like there's nothing to do there. To be honest, yeah. Um, so I don't recommend anyone living in Winnipeg.
0: How old were you when you lived there?
1: Uh, I was about like I think like thirteen or fourteen. I oh lived my there for god! Like a year and a half to two years.
0: So you were, like, that. it wasn't like you were four. You were, like, no, a teenager. Oh, yeah. my God. Were you devastated when your parents said you had to move there?
1: 100%. Because, like, we were in Oakville at the time, right? Oh, my God. And I really dude. like Oakville. Oakville yeah. was really nice. It's just really clean and, like, peaceful and everything like that, right? And then Water. Um, exactly. And then um, just going to Winnipeg, like, just going away from all my friends and everything like that and being in Winnipeg, it was just, like... I don't know. It was a shitty experience to be honest. It sucked. It was just nothing was fun I don't fun doubt about it, it. At all. Nothing was fun. And then
0: when you, when your parents told you you were moving back, were you yeah. like literally through the roof?
1: Yeah, I was because I was like, finally, like you come back to Brampton. I knew everyone in Brampton and all that, like all my family's here. Right. right? So it was just like, it was fun coming back.
0: Oh my God. Sorry. Okay. So I, I totally skipped ahead because I was just genuinely curious. Yeah. Um, But okay. So you're born and raised in Brampton and then... Uh, at at twelve you said twelve to 13, 13, yeah. 14, your parents just say, Hey, guess what? We're moving to think and why did you go out there? Like did your parent your parents get like a job out there or something? So
1: my dad, he had remarried to my stepmom at the time and all her family was in Winnipeg, right? <sighs> so she wanted to be like closer to her family and everything like that, right? right? right. So my dad was kinda just like, All right, let's move out there. We'll appease you him. for a couple years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we went out there and it was just garbage. And oh, then no. that's why we ended up coming back.
0: Okay. So yeah. wow, so it was like not so did was he able to like move his job and stuff out there and then come back? Yeah, with it? yeah.
1: Because he's uh he does real estate and he does mortgage and insurances, so oh, okay. he could do like work from home and everything that like that. anywhere. Yeah.
0: Nice. Oh my god, yeah, that I ugh, I don't even know. Like I hate Toronto weather and then just knowing that Winnipeg weather is like that much worse. After
1: like going to Winnipeg I started to appreciate Toronto weather. Yeah. Uh, I can it's imagine. still not the greatest to be honest, but Winnipeg is the worst. Like yeah. it gets like negative 40 out there like
0: I can't I can't do that my brain doesn't compute it really that it's
1: terrible like I used to get like frostbite and I felt like my hand was literally gonna like snap off if I like twisted my finger or anything like that that's how cold it was I I
0: hate hearing that it's horrible it's terrible um so were you in high school then for any of your years out there or was it like grade eight uh
1: I was in grade 10 so just oh my for grade God. 10 yeah so then when I came back to Brampton it was grade 11
0: so what was high school like out there
1: shit again the (laughs) the entire thing the entire experience was like which is horrible yeah i didn't really like have time to like acclimate into like high school and like make like a lot of friends there and everything especially because you didn't
0: go to elementary school out there too yeah
1: exactly so i kind of just got like plopped into grade 10 right there right so i was just like figuring out like grade 10 and everything so i didn't really get to like meet a lot of people but i don't know it was just there was nothing like cool about it or anything like that i do not have any memories from it
0: yeah Mm -hmm interesting okay so reversing back to like as a kid uh Mm. when you're in like elementary school and whatnot did you were you kind of like always musical were you always artistic or did you kind of like get that sort of stuff later on
1: um I was always into like basketball so I wanted to be like a basketball player when I was younger and everything and then um as I got older and everything then I just realized like I'm not six foot five (laughs) (laughs) so I'm not gonna make the NBA um but then I just started like writing music and stuff like that. I think I wrote my first song. It was like a poem. Nice. Right? I used to write poetry and everything. And I wrote it for like this girl that I was trying to impress. And, uh. everything. and um, so I wrote it for her and then she liked it. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could write it and stuff like that. <laughs> Thank and God she liked it and exactly, like throw right? it in your face. Exactly. And then after that, I was kind of just like, oh, maybe I should write some more. So I just started doing a lot of writing. And then when I came back to Brampton in grade 11, I started writing like raps. And then um, I met this guy in my class in my business class his name was dj drew and he was like a producer right and he saw me like writing raps and he saw me like rapping to myself in business class and then he was just like yo you rap right i'm like uh yeah kind of i guess right sure yeah sure (laughs) and he's like i make beats right i'm like "Oh, oh sick he's like i got a studio right and I was expecting, like... Sorry,
0: this kid in grade 11 just has a studio? Had a studio, right? Come on. Because he's like,
1: <laughs> apparently his parents were, like, DJs and stuff. Oh, okay. Right? And so they had, like, um, DJ equipment and studio equipment and all that, right? Oh, nice. And so I thought it was, like, a full-out, like, if you go to a studio nowadays, you see all the equipment, you, like, all the interfaces and all that that you need. So I thought it was that that he was talking about. So I'm like, sure, I'll come over, right? <laughs> I go there, it's literally just a microphone and, like, a wall set up, right? <laughs> but... Yeah, that's kind of like
0: this podcast studio. <laughs> exactly, and
1: then honestly, you start somewhere, right? Yeah, and then um, so I just started recording with him um, in his basement, and then that's how I started getting into like music and recording.
0: Amazing. So, what? Um, so, how old were you when you recorded your first song?
1: Um, actually, rewind a little bit before even that whole thing with DJ Drew at the the studio and everything. My cousin, he was a singer. He still is a singer, but. Um, Oh yes, it, I've met him. Yeah. Okay. So when I came to Brampton before I even met Drew, um, he was recording music, right? And he oh. called me over to his house, and he's like, "Oh, I make music." I'm like, "Okay, I write raps." And um, I started recording with him first. Okay. And then I started recording professionally with, with Drew. Nice. Because right? he had like proper equipment. But when I recorded with my cousin, my cousin had like. How you old know the, were you guys? I was 16.
0: Okay. So, so in, in, w- in no, you're you're back from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, he's from here too.
1: Yeah, he's from here. As okay. Well. And he um, he's like, yeah, I have a studio and everything too. I'm like, okay, so, <laughs> so I go, no studio at all. It was literally, do you know like um, those headsets? Yeah. Like a headset that you're wearing, but it has a microphone on it. Yeah, right? like so a he, gaming mic. Yeah, like a gaming <laughs> mic. So he cut off like the gaming mic no. and then he taped it to his wall. Right? So it was like literally this small, like the microphone, right? And then I remember we were just recording music, but we had to be so close to the wall because it was taped onto the wall. Right. It looked like we were making out with the wall while we were making <laughs> music, right? But the mic was like this small and everything. So that's when I first started like trying to record and everything.
0: Amazing. But th- that's so good because like there's probably, you know, maybe younger kids or somebody listening that. Yeah you know, doesn't have access to a studio or doesn't have any friends that record music. Yeah. So, like, that's a great, you know, like you said, you, you got to start somewhere, Startling right?
1: Start on, like, $15 headset microphone.
0: <laughs> Literally. If it records your voice, then it's good enough exactly. to, you know, for now, and then you can move up from there. That's so funny. Okay, so you did that first, yeah. and then you kind of got, like, a little bit of a feel for recording, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then were, were you, like, hooked right away, or were you still trying to, like, figure it out from there?
1: I was hooked because, like, um... Honestly, being like 16 years old, right, and then making music and then showing like all the people in school and everything like that, all the girls were like, "Oh my gosh, you're so good!" Right? <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, maybe I am okay. good. Right? <laughs> maybe the girls like this." Sure. And sure. And then uh, I just started recording from there, um, and then I haven't stopped since. Right? It's just been loving my life.
0: So, so straight s- since 16, yeah. you've been going. That's amazing. And and then sorry, so you started with your cousin, and then when did you meet DJ Drew? Were you so
1: that same year that I came back from Winnipeg? Oh, okay. Um, that's when I reconnected, like with my cousin and everything, during the sorry, during that's the cool. summer, and then um, then when I went to school in grade eleven, that's when I met Drew.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, and when did you sort of like? I think like probably everyone can relate when you start like a new project or sport or mm-hmm. art or thing. Um, there's a bit of like bump in the road at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. you kind of like get the hang of it almost and then you sort of are in a flow if that makes sense Mm -hmm. when did you sort of finally start saying like okay like i know what to do now and and start kind of running with it
1: honestly like everything is um an experience that you can learn from right so when i started like yeah people liked it and everything but it was just like close inner circle of friends who liked it right i had to used to like remember when facebook was popping back in the day mm-hmm. and we didn't have streaming services or anything mm-hmm. i used to put up my music on facebook as like a facebook video and i had to tag everyone i tagged everyone in the entire school to listen to my music, and it
0: wasn't spammy at the time It like wasn't, right? it, yeah you would just do that
1: yeah i was tagging everyone to listen to my music and people would like untag themselves <laughs> and people wouldn't want to hear the music and they'd be like stop tagging me <laughs> right so i think like through all that like i was just bothering everyone with my music to be honest like I suggest, like, if you're starting out, like, get in front of as many people as you can, like, put yourself out there, right? I was just bothering anyone and everyone to listen Mm -hmm. to my music, and people were turning it down, people didn't want to listen to it. But I guess, like, the more and more music that I put out, and the more I was in people's faces, I learned, like, what sounded better, what to do, Mm -hmm. um, what not to do. And then people just genuinely, like, naturally started picking up on it, because they're like, oh, maybe he's getting better and stuff like that. Oh, this sounds interesting, you know? But I was just pushing it and being annoying and being in everyone's faces. But
0: like, I mean, I kind of, it's weird. I kind of almost like respect that in a way. Like Mm. even people that have annoyed me, I'm like, like you're not hurting anybody. Like, okay, so they have to untag themselves, like big deal. I I actually kind of don't really like mind that in a way. And then, Mm. yeah, and then if you don't like it, then it's just not for you. And you just like kind of, you know, ignore it. But I feel like you really do have to kind of do that um, at the beginning so okay so i was gonna ask you you kind of answer my question what um what like streaming services did you start kind of being big on but i guess facebook that was like your time right
1: facebook and youtube
0: and youtube yeah. oh, okay so did you start putting your music up on youtube as well
1: yeah i was shooting like music videos to my songs but like we didn't have a camera or anything like that so what were you shooting on we had like blackberries and oh so, my
0: god that's so amazing we, we were
1: shooting on like you remember the blackberry curves oh yeah All right so we were shooting on blackberry curves and like any phone that we could get at the time and then we were like blasting all the music through like bbm to like everyone to listen to because bbm was super was huge at the time. yeah <laughs> um okay cool
0: so i know and just give people ref uh context are 24, 24 right yeah.
1: 24 okay 2025 this year in october yeah
0: okay um yeah just because like sometimes people are like wait what year and blah blah, blah. so okay so um yeah, Facebook and BBM, like, that makes sense. And so th- that's you in grade 12, you're saying, or, like, end of high school? Grade 11, grade 12. Grade 11, yeah. grade 12, okay. Um, okay, and then so when did you sort of, like, start to, like, tell me about, I guess, the first time that you, like, a stranger liked your music that wasn't someone you went to school with?
1: Um, I think, like, maybe end of grade 12 when i started like kind of progressing musically and getting better at it and i was putting out more content then i started seeing like people from other schools um like they would see me at like bramley city center or something or if i went to square one at a mall they would be like oh you're Rajan, you make music and everything and i was just like yeah i do and then so i think around like end of grade 12 people started to like my music and strangers started to be like oh i listen to you and everything so around that time
0: nice um and then did you ever have like any um you know either pressure from your parents or mm-hmm. pressure from yourself to go to university like or did you ever have something where you doubted making music could be a viable thing
1: um honestly I've never like in my head since I was sixteen i've always just been like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life right and um at first, like every parent wants like their child to be stable in mm-hmm. life you know what I mean and so music um, back then wasn't like a viable thing to be stable off of or like make income off of but like now there's especially being in canada exactly but now like the music industry has grown so much like there's so many artists in toronto who are like famous and who are making money off of music and making a living off this right so it's more possible to do that now but back then i think my dad he supported it um and he allowed me to do it but he always wanted me to go to university and just get a degree right just so i Mm -hmm. have it there um i really didn't want to do it to be honest because i was like i don't want to do anything for the rest of my life But music Mm -hmm. but i did it because like it's like i wanted to make him happy right right oh
0: so you did go to university
1: yeah i went to york for one year for a film program but york was complete garbage and Mm -hmm. shit um i thought i was going to be using cameras and picking up cameras but like it was all just like film theory i know it was just stupid
0: and because that's what university is too right it's all theory based so it's like okay great if you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor like Mm -hmm. okay go but like film, music, all that, it's like pointless. Yeah. But it's tough to explain that to your parents. So, did, um, wh- what was the conversation like with your dad when you were just like, So, I'm gonna be doing music for the rest of my
1: life? He was like, At first, he was like, um, Yeah, I support it, do it, nice. right? But he's like, You have to have like a backup plan as well, right? I was like, I don't need no backup plan. Yeah, in want, your head, you're I, like, I, I'm gonna make it as a musician, <laughs> fuck that, I don't need nothing, right? But I understood like where he was coming from, right? So, that's why I went to York, but then I switched over to Seneca um and i did the broadcasting program at seneca oh that's right cuz so i did that too did that's so funny program. we've talked about that yeah and i did that program and i completed that so i had the piece of paper um and oh so you did compl- oh okay nice yeah i completed it and so like that made him happy that i had like the backup there at least like at any time now like i could get a job in that field i don't want a job in that field yeah. right but it's just there it, yeah and um i think that like kind of put him at ease a little bit knowing that like okay at least he finished something mm-hmm. um but i think when he really um, turned was when I made, like, a track for the Raptors, and, like, it went viral, right? And then,
0: oh, yeah, I don't even think I know about that. What was it called?
1: It was called Northside Since 95.
0: Northside Since 95?
1: North Since 95? Yeah. so it went, like, I made, like, an anthem for the Raptors when they were in the playoffs, like, in 2016. Um okay. And it went viral to a point where, like, newspapers were hitting me up. Uh, radio stations were playing it. I did, like, interviews on CBC, um, CP24, Global News. No Like, way. interviews on TV, and they had me in, like, the Metro newspaper they had me in the Toronto Sun newspaper. I still have all the newspapers and everything. Good, I
0: was going to say, I hope you kept all that.
1: Yeah, and so... For when a he, Netflix special later Exactly. <laughs> and then when he saw that, then he was just like, oh, okay, maybe music could be this like this is it. a real thing. <laughs> this could be a thing. So then now he's at a point now where he'll call me and he'll be like, when's the next song coming out? Are you putting out another Amazing. song? Amazing. What are you doing? Hurry up, put out another song, right? I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Chill. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Oh, that's so nice. It's, it makes such a difference when your parents are... Supportive of what you're doing and stuff, and um, and you're the oldest, right? You have a brother, but he's younger than you. Okay, so it's even more on you, I would imagine, to kind of like set the precedent, because like if you, you know, if you have like I have an older brother, so Mm. and he did like a non traditional thing too, so I had like less of a time having to, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's like if one kid already does it, then, you know, your your parents are just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, my
1: brother didn't have to take no heat. Yeah, I, no <laughs> he heat did out. it all over. When he wanted to do, like, YouTube, because he does uh, YouTube Brampton Boys, Um, my dad was like, all right, do it, like, if your brother's sure. doing this too, right? Yeah. Same thing, my dad still wanted him to go to university and everything, but it was so much less heat for him because he's, like, the younger one, right?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, I forget that too. Your Yeah, your brother's... Um. A youtuber, and yeah, yeah he Brand Boys is two of them, right yeah, nice yeah. cool, um okay, so back to our timeline of your come up, so that's so cool, so you did um that song is that song available on like Apple or Spotify or anything, Which or song? can you use it at the north side since uh ninety
1: five uh no, it's uh, only available so anyway. on my soundcloud.
0: Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. So we'll put that in the notes later cuz I want to hear that. That'd be so fun. And and um you should have like
1: reposted it this year when they won. I should have, but I didn't want to like at the time it got so big that everyone was like, "Oh, you're the guy who made the Raptors song," right? Oh, okay. So I didn't want to ever like be that guy who made the Raptors Raptor song, song. Right yeah. I wanted to like be an artist. I didn't want to be known for like right making a Raptors song. Yeah. yeah
0: true um okay so that was kind of your first like would you call it big break essentially like in music
1: in terms of just like um recognition within the city and everything yeah that was like my first big break
0: cool and then what happened next so are you so you wrote that song right and then um had you been writing songs throughout this entire time Mm -hmm. uh so okay so you had been writing and then um what did i want to ask you oh when did you put out when did you put out your first album
1: first album was 2017 so this was in 2016 okay um i can tell you the timeline so
0: yeah this is what i'm looking for i'm a yeah. timeline person <laughs> Okay. Sick.
1: so 2016 of like i think march or april is when i put out the raptor song and then after that there was like the show at ryerson called six Sense concert and i got to open for that um and so it was me another artist named sick kick um and I believe there was another artist as well doing that show. But no one knew who, like, the surprise guest was. So apparently, there was supposed to be, like, a big headliner there and everything, right? So we perform at that show. It's for the Ryerson students, about, like, maybe three, 4,000 people there. Super fun. The crowd's loving it. And then um, this is when the Raptors were still in the playoffs. Um, and then I was about to go because it was the same day that they were playing an actual game. So I was going to go watch the game at Real Sports Bar. And then... Um, the organizer was like, no, you want to stay to see who the headliner is and everything. I was like, who could it be? Like, I don't really yeah. care that much to see who the headliner is, right? I want to go watch the Raptors. And then, like, this big-ass SUV pulls up, right? And then, like, someone gets out the SUV, and there's, like, a big-ass security guard, like, six-foot-eight, like, covering a guy, like, hugging him, kind of walking him to the stage. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, who needs this much security to come to, like, Ryerson concert? A Ryerson concert, show? yeah. Yeah, and then so the guy walks up on stage, and we're, we're waiting to see who it is, right? And then it's Drake.
0: shut come on yeah
1: i was like whoa like
0: actually i think i remember hearing about this years ago that he
1: or i think the rumor was like he had gone to ryerson but it wasn't at ryerson was it yeah uh it was like in a parking lot but it was for ryerson students oh okay yeah but um, what the
0: fuck were you like shitting your pants i was because i was like that's what (laughs) that's my favorite artist right yeah
1: like so technically i just opened a show where drake is the headliner so i opened for drake right so, in my head, I'm just like shitting my pants already, right? And then, like, we were so close to Drake, like, we were like probably like two feet away from him, right? And just like watching my favorite artist of all time perform and be that close to him and know that I just did the same show with him was like a surreal experience. Oh my right? God, like, yeah. I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I was standing there like watching him, like, I didn't know how to react, right? Yeah. Um, but like, he's incredible at performing, right? Yeah. Um, but that was a good experience. So that was right after the Raptors track.
0: Okay. Sorry, right, I love this timeline. Yeah. I just want to quickly ask you, what was like the track at the time? Uh, like, what was his big, big song?
1: Um, um, I'm trying to think, 2016. He just dropped one dance. Oh
0: my god! So he performed that? Yeah, he okay, for that's... the
1: first time ever he performed one dance at that show. That's amazing. I mean, do you remember the other song he dropped with it, Pop Style? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Those two songs, those okay, were
1: two big songs.
0: Okay, I just wanted like a reference point. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go back to your wonderful that was a good timeline. Summer too. Yeah.
1: Summer '16, and then.
0: Oh, yeah. didn't he have a track called Summer '16 yeah. too? Okay. <laughs> so that was a good summer, right? Nice.
1: Um. So that was that show, and then after that, um then like things started going like picking up for me and everything right and then um so i just kept releasing music throughout the year and then by the start of next year i released cooking fantasy so So this is 18 oh this is 17 okay 2017 i released cooking fantasy in january i think like january 8th or something um and then that song just fucking blew how it just did really good right organically Mm -hmm. i didn't know how it did so good but it started like picking up everyone was a good
0: song and i'm not just saying that because you're here like it legitimately is
1: Thank you. Um, so that started doing really well, and then by, ju- I would like to say June of 2017 is when I released my first project, like the EP Atlantis.
0: Um, right. Okay, so that was like your first. And what yeah. what songs are off of that one?
1: There is. Um,
0: like oh my god! In those songs.
1: No, no. There's Nana. There's might be. There's cocaine fantasy. There's They
0: Oh okay. Um,
1: yeah, those songs.
0: Okay, and it's called Atlantis. Yeah. Why do I, why, what, and what's your newest one called? I Olympus. Like Olympus. Okay, I was like, I, I thought it was yeah. Atlanta. Okay, that's cool. So you got like a theme happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry. So that's 17. Yep. And then um, at this point, like, there's obviously like Spotify and Apple Music and mm-hmm. all of that. So like. This one it just started popping. It just, yeah. yeah. So did you like know right away how to get your music on there or did you have to research?
1: So yeah, I had to research how to get my music on there, but. I noticed like all the artists like Drake and J Cole and all these people they were like on Spotify and uh, how's that taste?
0: Mm. It's good. It's like a peach. Guys, Rajan brought me like a peach, um, like iced tea. I want to call it from Starbucks. It's good though. Thank you.
1: Um, yeah. So that's when streaming started popping, um, and people were still putting out videos on YouTube. But I was like, okay, I want to jump on the streaming wave right now, right? Since like all the bigger artists are doing it, so I kind of like. Stop putting music on YouTube and stop putting it on SoundCloud and only started putting it on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. This way, like my people who listen to my music or anyone who came by my music was like kind of forced to go to that, Mm -hmm. Um, and it worked in my favor because like now like people just listen to my stuff on Spotify and Apple Music, yeah, which is good because it helps like bring in revenue as well, right? Totally.
0: Um, Plus, SoundCloud like is really non-user friendly. It's great for the artist, but to listen is like. I don't know for me I find it to be such a bitch and I have the app as well and it just like mm-hmm. like I would just rather like my Spotify just comes on in my car when I turn it on and it's just easy yeah. and I would rather like it's just way more user-friendly it's super easy yeah cool so then so um, you started getting all your music on there yeah. and then um, okay so like I want to go back to this fun timeline that you have us on so what was like your next big thing that happened
1: next big thing after the album
0: yeah atlantis Atlantis.
1: yeah Um, did
0: you do any shows
1: i did i did a show at mod club with an artist named pride he goes by russell now is he still making music yeah he is oh okay because
0: he he was pretty big for a while too i remember from danny yeah um telling us about his music and then um yeah so he's still working at it eh? yeah okay
1: good um and then i did a show with him he did it at mod club it was his own show he sold out like mod club i think it was like 800 people nice um which is dope to do for like an artist like to sell out their own show mm-hmm. that's all i've never had like my own show right but i want to have one soon mm-hmm. um but he let me open for that show and um i think like that was probably the best show i've ever done in my life because like i don't think anyone knew me in that crowd at all right because it was his fan base Mm -hmm. but like by the time i was done my performance like every single person in the crowd was like jumping to my song and like they were coming up to me after the show being like yo we didn't know you were sick we want to follow you what do you do and stuff so like that kind of gave me also like i think that's important to me too because it gave me the confidence that like yo even if people don't know me and stuff like that like i still have the ability to like move a crowd Mm -hmm. right so it just it just kind of propelled things for me a little bit more like Maybe not like career wise, but like confidence wise as well.
0: Nice. And how did you meet Russell? Just like from Brampton or?
1: I think I met him through Danny. Oh, okay. Yeah, at the time. Um, Yeah, I think it was through Danny.
0: Nice. And for those listening, um, Danny is another common mutual connection. He is my cousin in law, and then Rajan knows him from Brampton, everywhere. Small circle. Yeah, small circles. Um, Okay, cool. So okay so you did a show there and then and that's like so important too that um, because I think like people a lot of people have their ideas Mm -hmm. then some of them execute them but then it's like oh my god like are people gonna you know like react to them like absorb them so that's like I think a huge huge part of like any budding career I would Mm -hmm. say is like getting what you just described like that, like almost validation from a stranger of like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I can, you know, keep going kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Cool. And And then, then what happened after that?
1: After that, that was in like, I think I would like to say October of 2017. Okay. And then the next thing that happened was, well, like I kept releasing music, but I think the next big thing that happened was May of 2018. When I did the track with Tori.
0: Yes, which is such a good track, too. What's it called again? Maybe. Maybe. Um, Nice. And what was that like? Can you tell us about that process? Like, How the hell do you get in touch with Tori Lane to do a track with him?
1: So people that I used to talk to at the time, uh, they knew people in his camp as well. And um, I had the record done, and they kind of approached his camp with the record being like, oh, you should hop on this and everything. And then we were able to get him into the studio um this was like when with did, you yeah so this was when he dropped oh, yeah this is when he <laughs> dropped um his album memories don't die right? which
0: oh my that's like one of my favorite albums i i love that album yeah it's
1: like, yeah it's a good album um and like he had just dropped it so he was in toronto doing like a promo tour um and so like he was super busy he was doing like uh free shows here and he was doing like fan meet and greets and everything and then um the people that i used to talk to at the time like messaging him being like yo we're in the studio you gotta come by you gotta hear this record and he pulled through like last minute at like i believe it was like 1 a.m in the morning right to the studio um and i still remember it like clear as day he walked in like rolling a blunt and everything while walking yeah while, while, while walking just rolling a blunt and like Tori's like one of my favorite artists right so like seeing him um and even having the opportunity to work with him i was just like this is sick. Like,
0: I mean, and from Brampton too. Like, yeah, exactly. how like of all places? Exactly.
1: I was tripping though. I'm not gonna lie. <sighs>
0: I'm now just hearing the story from you.
1: Yeah, I, I was tripping when he was walking in because I'm like, oh fuck, Tori's oh here. Oh my right? god. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to like. Like, and what stuff. do you? Yeah. I was, so I was trying to play mad cool, right? I was like, yo, what up? Yo. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was trying to play mad cool, but I was nervous as fuck. Right? Oh, for sure. And then yeah, so he walked in rolling a blunt, and then um, I guess like he doesn't really know me, right? At that time, so he was just like. We weren't really saying much to uh, to each other. Like right when he walked in, and then he was like, "Play the record." I was like, "Fuck." You're not. like, "Okay." I was like, Fuck, all right, I'm gonna play the record, right? Um, when he
0: when he got a hold of it, was it was his parts just blank, or was somebody else like r- rapping over the parts that he ended up doing?
1: No, no. So this is what happened. Okay, sorry. So pretty much, he's like, "Play the record," and then I was like, "All right, cool, cool." And then I was telling the engineer, uh, I was like, "Play the
0: play
1: the record, play And then um, started playing the song, and then my part was only done right. So like the verse and the hook. And then when it was, there was like an empty verse, right? Like for 12 bars. And I was like, yo, this is where I want you to be, right? And then he was just vibing to the song, right? While he was listening to it. And then he's like, yo, this is you, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so like, it sure is, Tori. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm like, yeah, this is me, right? And he's like, "He's like, yo, this is, this is good shit. This is good shit, right? after that i felt mad confident you're just like all right i was like (laughs) i'm an artist yeah (laughs) i was like the track's sick now right because he said so uh but i felt mad confident after that he was just like yo this is sick like yo you should keep doing this type of stuff this is fire right i was like okay dope and then i was like yo i want you to um do like a 12 bar verse here um and he's like all right cool and then he hopped into the booth um, and his process of recording is like none other. Like I've never seen it before, right?
0: Yeah. Can you tell us what, what that was like? Cause I know he's like posted some stuff on social media of like his yeah. flow is gonna be changing and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, what? So what? Like, what was it like?
1: So his process, like, it taught me a lot about like how to kind of um, not record music, but it taught me different ways to do stuff, right? Cause usually I used to just like sit there and like write all my music, and then you know I would record and I would do like. Multiple takes and everything. This guy finished his verse in like, I think like four minutes max.
0: So this right? is did he even write anything or was nah. this a
1: freestyle? So this is what he did. Okay. Like, literally, he he had his blunt. He's still rolling his. Blunt, oh my right? god! <laughs> and then when he was done rolling his blunt. So he's um, now in the booth rolling his blunt. He's in the okay. booth rolling his blunt now, right? Uh, <laughs> so after he's done rolling his blunt, um, he takes a hit of his blunt and then he's like, okay, run it, right? So we start playing the track. Freestyle's the first line. He's like, let me hear that back. All right, next one. Oh my right? God. And then he takes another <laughs> hit of his blunt.
0: And are you like like freaking out because you're like, hold on, like, I can't believe he's doing it so fast? Or like, yeah. are we sure we don't want to like re record something? You, or like,
1: honestly, like, whatever are you just came out of it his in. mouth sounded fucking fine. Great, right? yeah. It just sounded <laughs> just like, good, I don't right? I do not care. Yeah, I, at that point, I didn't care. I'm like, yo, give me anything. Yeah. Right? Um, cause, and it taught me a lot because usually, like, I would record something. I'd be like, ah, oh, I can hit like, that bit of stuff. On it. Yeah. Right? But he was just like, he hit his blunt, recorded the first line, let me hear it. All right, next hit his blunt, record the next line. <laughs> let me hear it. All right, next. And you did it like one line at a time. Oh my God. Right, But like every time before he did the line, he would like take a hit of his blunt, right? Because mm-hmm. I guess like- he, You can hear it when he yeah. raps and stuff.
0: Like it, it's, it's like he has smoke in his lungs. while yeah, he's it like, adds
1: a tone to his voice, right? It's I like guess almost like
0: auto-tune in a way, but like yeah, natural yeah. or exactly. Kind of?
1: Yeah, It sounds dope though, right? But like he was just doing it one line at a time. And he literally just finished the song in like four minutes, right? Like wow. his verse in like four minutes. 12 um, bars in four minutes. Yeah. That's like, insane. Just super fast. And honestly, he had like um, a couple other lines in there that he heard back. And he was just like, all right, let me redo that. Like, let me do a different line, right? Mm-hmm. But the lines that he threw away, I was like, yo, those were even fire too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything that was coming out of his mouth, I was like, this is fucking fire, right? Yeah. Um, and it was just impressive like how fast he was just able to pick up on like... The flow of the record and how fast he was just able to like make his mark on the record right so as soon as he was done it he's like he comes out the booth and he's still smoking his blunt right and then he finishes it and then he starts rolling another oh blunt. my god and then um he's like i right, play the record back so we play the whole record back and he listens to his verse and then we're just bopping to it and he's like all right like he's just done and it That's sounded unbelievable. it sounded super dope right and then um we talked i think for like 10 15 minutes we were just talking back and forth i was just asking him some stuff Um, and then I remember one thing he said to me, he's like, yo, keep going. He's like, next time you see me, don't act Hollywood. Next time you see me, I'm (laughs) like, nah, I won't, right? Um, but nah, he's, he's a super dope person. Super chill. Um, you get Brampton vibes off of him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I felt, I felt like a fellow Brampton brother. Right. 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 Um, but he's super dope. It's so funny. And like,
0: you probably couldn't even like put into words what those things are, but it's
1: just like small little, like, yeah, exactly. Um, but honestly, like, he's super talented and he's, like, super humble and, like, even him taking the time to do that, right, um, was, like, it was, like, a surreal experience, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and was that in a studio in Toronto, you said? Yeah, in Toronto. Oh, my God. And so it's just, like, which one was it? Can you tell, like, tell me? Or uh, It's called... Because there's so many studios here, but it's, like, they're so hidden away. It's
1: called, it's called, it's called Sandbox Studios.
0: Sandbox Studios? Yeah. Nice that is crazy i love that story so much and like were like after that did you just kind of leave being like what the fuck just happened
1: i left being like yo i have a record with tori lane yeah like so it was yeah i was listening to it over and over again like when it was done um and then i was just amped to release it
0: amazing and then um you did a video to that too right
1: yeah, it was like a small Instagram. Just video. a small,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. I like how you do those because, like, you almost don't really even like. I mean, mm-hmm. vi- music videos, like, you know, when you have huge budgets, it's great to do them because yeah. they're still entertaining. But like for you know what you're doing right now, I think like the one minute Instagram videos are perfect.
1: Honestly, it saves money too. It's like people want to see content, yeah, right? um, but
0: not too much because then they have small attention spans. Yeah, and
1: <laughs> they, people also like seeing visuals. Yeah. Right? so adding a visual to a song just makes it more appealing totally. and like if i was to do a full music video i'd want to like plan it out and like do like have a, more of a treatment to it yeah and like a story yeah so whereas like these one minute instagram videos they are like quick they're fun people could share them mm-hmm. with their friends on instagram and like it could spread faster you could get them posted on like instagram pages mm-hmm. and it helps like your following grow as well
0: nice Oh, oh my god, sorry. I'm like, this is so exciting. I'm like, still in the, the story that you just told me. Um, okay, so then what's, what? Ha- so that's May of 2018, so that's only about a year ish yeah. ago. Um, and then what? And then after that? <laughs> I'm bringing us right until today.
1: <laughs> then after that, I think I took a hiatus a little bit for music just to kind of like figure out what I wanted to do sonically, right? Because okay. I was doing this. What do you
0: mean by sonically?
1: So like, I rap, I sing, um, and I like making all types of music. What do you really? What do you like the best? I don't know. That's the thing. You okay. Ready? Thunderstorm was that nice. I love thunder. Do you? Yeah. Um, um. So, I like rapping. I like singing. I like making hip hop, R and B, dance music. I like making all types of music, right? And so I think I took a hiatus to kind of just like figure out sonically what I wanted to do. And so I was just experimenting with a lot of stuff. And so that brings us... Did you ever feel a pressure to pick a lane? Um, Okay, so this is like what I still... I don't know if it's a struggle, uh, but I still think about. Because like I see a lot of artists and like they excel in like one thing, Mm -hmm. right? Whether they're a rapper or they're a singer, right? They excel at one thing. Whereas like I like doing everything, right? So maybe I sometimes feel that it takes longer for me to maybe get recognition or get to certain places because I'm doing so many different things Mm -hmm. at once whereas like if someone's just a rapper and they're excelling in rap that people who just like rap music are like gravitating towards that person right whereas my fan base is more like diverse like you have people who like me for like when i do hip-hop you have Mm -hmm. people who like me for when i do r&b right and people who
0: like both because i like both
1: exactly right so
0: it's like yeah
1: but like sometimes i guess it gets like split because maybe if i'm doing like r&b maybe the people who follow me for like hip-hop are kind of just like yeah i didn't follow you for this i don't i don't like this right so i'm trying to find like the middle fusion ground where it combines both of those where like both sides can kind of like be like I like that and it kind of like formulates a sound in a sense like okay this is Rajan yeah right? and do you
0: know who I wh- like just as you describe uh, described that to me the, yeah. per- the first person who I think of who's like kind of done the like a similar thing or yeah. who was um, maybe struggled with that mm-hmm. uh, is Machine Gun Kelly mm-hmm. because like as a fan I know he gotten recognition from hip-hop yeah. first but he's very like he plays instruments and yeah. like he is into like punk and stuff too a lot mm-hmm. and um, I know that's like a, like, so f- I, the album I just dropped recently, El Diablo is like, yeah. it has like one very like hip hop song. It has one sort of more like R&B song. And yeah. then like the rest of it is almost like a, like a, or sorry, not R&B, um, punk. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a punk hip hop album yeah. almost. And I feel like that is like his true sound. Okay, yeah. Like, just, I don't know, that's what made me think of it. So I I, I see what you're saying where it's almost like... Because I'm curious to hear your answer because I feel like this always Mm -hmm. changes. When you think of Drake, is he a rapper or a a singer? He's an artist. So, like, exactly right. But I feel like... Like like I say, Meek Mill, he's a rapper. Like, no one's going to debate that, right? But Mm -hmm. there are those huge people out there. Like, same with Chris Brown. I think most people would probably say singer. But he can rap, too. So I think, like, it is definitely possible. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Like, you almost... Not that you almost have to, but it's it, people like placement. Exactly. They want to be able to place you in a category. Mm. It's comfortable for them. So it's like people want to be like. And then on the flip side of that, somebody that I think of is uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Mm. He was a wrestler yeah. only for like however many years, and that's how he got his start. And yeah. then now he is an actor. This that um mm. you know he's big in fitness. He has like a fitness show. Like now you know what I mean. But yeah. it is easy when people don't know how much I don't know who, if you don't know who he is then mm-hmm. you're living under a rock but um, like people are like remember that wrestler oh yeah like it's just like yeah. that placement so I hear what you're saying but I think for you like again as a fan and just someone who like you know I know your music mm-hmm. like I don't know I feel like you're still doing a good job of
1: mm-hmm.
0: placing yourself you know
1: I'm trying to find that middle ground right? that like, yeah I don't try to stray too far away from it um, but like I want to be able to have that like what you're saying that like um
0: Like, oh, Rajan, he's this.
1: Yeah, like, okay. Actually, I don't know, to be honest, though, because, like, we said the same thing with Drake. Like, is he a rapper or singer? Mm -hmm. I said, like, he's an artist, right? Yeah. So, like, I want to be like that. Like, I want to be able to do anything I want to do, like, whether it's like EDM music, dubstep, like, whatever the fuck it may be. Like, I want to experiment, and because I just love all types of music, right? I don't want to ever be a one trick pony, Mm -hmm. right? But the difference with, like, Drake, who I, like, look up to a lot, Is that like Every time you hear Drake You know it's Drake He's got a sound Or like Maybe it's his voice Or it's just something about Drake That Mm -hmm. like You can't If you heard Drake on a record And you didn't know the song You'd know it's Drake Mm -hmm. Right So I think I'm maybe trying to find that Like if I do any type of record You should be able to hear my voice on it And be like Okay, that's Rajan.
0: Yeah. And that's, like, maybe another way that you can find it, too, is, like, instead of having to pick a genre, you can Mm -hmm. pick, like, a sound Mm -hmm. or just, like, a vibe. Like, you... you Exactly. Even Mm -hmm. with Tori, he kind of has that, too. Like, you know... Like, even if I'm on, like, um, my release radar on Spotify Mm -hmm. and I have never heard a song before and... Like I hear, come on. I'm like, this has to be a Tory track or he's on it somewhere. And then yeah. like, lo and behold, he comes on and it's like, you just mm-hmm. get that. So like, I feel like maybe, yeah, that could be like the way that you sort of yeah. define yourself.
1: So that's what I'm trying to like figure out and right experiment now. with. Right. And I think that's what I did with like, if we're bringing up the timeline to 2019, when yes. I released my project uh, Olympus.
0: That's that was I, this year, right?
1: That was this year. Okay. Yeah. That's what I kind of tried to do in terms of like uh, meshing, like the, the rap and also like the R&B. Um, but still making it sound like me, right? And I think, like, the way I could do that is maybe by being more personal with the music rather than just, like, not generic, but rather than just having, like, lyrics that are more, like, pop or well-rounded to a point where, like, anyone can kind of relate to it, maybe just be more personal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I feel
0: like you did have a lot of personal songs on Olympus, though, Yeah, no?
1: that's what I try to do. Okay. Right? And I think maybe that's what helps carve an artist identity yeah you know what
0: i mean definitely because you almost want to know like people you know when they go through a breakup they're like okay i need like you know this type of music right now or like they're, yeah. they're like i need like i don't know like a shanti or something like they just they go there because they know that like yeah. you know so because that's a, that's another thing with um separate from artistry just in business in general like every every single business thing I've ever read or was taught or anything everyone's always like and like I even went to school for business they're like niche 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 and everyone's like but I'm too afraid but it's like just like just because you pick a niche it doesn't mean mm. that you're not gonna get everyone still That's right true. like it's people are gonna grab to you to you for the reason that they choose mm. but if you're niched to you then that like makes you you know the only one but I think starting out anything mm-hmm. business artistry like just building even a personal brand it's like we're afraid to do that because you don't want to close any doors but really by not doing that that's mm-hmm. what's closing your doors That's
1: true. you know yeah
0: um so okay I want to ask you about a couple other things uh, as well um so that was yeah leading up to okay so like let's backtrack slightly so this is after the tory track you've taken like a slight hiatus and mm-hmm. this was may of 2008 right or 18 yeah. <laughs> <right kidding>. <laughs> um so okay tell me about you uh your hot 97 adventures oh, i, I know how do you skip way. that over that's where i come in too yeah, okay so you did a good
1: job <laughs> um Hot 97 stuff. Okay, so... So let's let's quickly tell everybody... How so did I guys, forget about that? What the fuck? I
0: don't know. Yeah. So, uh, guys, who everyone who is listening, so Rajan, um, Hot 97 is uh, probably the most coveted hip-hop uh, radio station in the U.S., I would say, right? Yeah, in terms probably? Of, like, hip-hop music. Inter- yeah. yeah, like, they, they niche themselves there, yeah. right? Um, so, and, the, and, like, they broadcast... I think it's New York-based, right? But mm-hmm. it's... I mean, I think you can listen to it, like, Anywhere. all over the States. Um, so yeah so anyway rajan got an opportunity with them so why don't you tell us about it
1: okay so this was after the tory track okay um i got an opportunity to they were having like this contest called who's next um where they bring up like artists who they think that are doing well for themselves and who could be next in a sense
0: and Um, how'd you hear about this
1: i heard about it through facebook okay i believe you saw like an ad
0: or something or like yeah
1: i saw like it said like hot 97 who's next submit your music right oh cool um and you had to pay like 30 bucks to submit your music right? I'm like fuck it might as well take a chance right mm-hmm. so I submitted my music uh, I forget what song I submitted maybe it was a Tory record and then um, about like a month later this was in June right and about a month later um, they reached out to me on Facebook they're like yo you've been selected to perform at uh, Hot 97's who's next event right Amazing. I was like okay what is that right yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> where the fuck is that what is it I have no idea <laughs> like, it's in New York it's at uh, SOB's SOB's is like a legendary like club that they have they're like all hip-hop artists come up through right they're like you perform at SOB's and they put you against like there's like five or six competitors and then you guys just perform your music and then I guess the judges just judge it right nice and then so I went there in June and then um, I had a, like a set Like you performed three songs So I performed my songs And then the other artists Performed their songs as well And when it was done um, The judges were just like Giving us advice They're like Oh you're good You're bad And whatever right um, And they had like Positive reviews for me I'm sure they then, said
0: You're good and you're bad to yeah. like everybody. <laughs> right And then
1: um, That was about it Like so that's what happened And I was just like oh, Okay cool This was a fun experience Nothing really came out of it right So then I came back to Toronto I was just like Alright cool Like I got to perform in New York For the first time um, And that was fun And then about two months later, two or three months later, I think maybe August or September-ish, then they called me back. They're like, oh, you've been selected to be in the finals of Who's Next, right? I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. I was like, since when, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you've been selected, like the judges, because they do Who's Next every single month, right? Oh, okay. And so they're like, the judges back then, they had picked a winner for, for that month that they thought was the best performer and they pick a winner for every single month, but they just didn't tell anyone. Right. Oh. And so apparently I was the winner for that month when I went. And then, so you had no idea. I had no idea. Right. <laughs> like no one told me. Right. <laughs> so I was a winner for that event. And then, um, they're like, okay, you're going to be put up against the winners for the other events, right. Uh, for the other months. And whoever wins that competition goes on to perform an event called hot for holidays. And that's during December time. And that's like a big show that they have with like fifteen twenty thousand people, and wow. they have like all these big artists on it right. I was like, okay, sick, I made it to the finals, right? Yeah. So then now we go back to New York again, and then I think this is the first event that you dressed me for, that mm-hmm. right? you styled me I for. I think
0: so, yeah.
1: Yeah, where I wore that big, uh, the yeah, big the, mink. Yeah,
0: the the coat, oh yeah. my god.
1: Honestly, I probably won the competition because of the mink. No. That's was... all they were talking about. That's <laughs> all they were talking about. Right? But no,
0: obviously your music is good too, but I think like overall presence and yeah. stuff is like...
1: Everything counted, right? Yeah. Um. So we went back to New York, I think, what was it, August, September?
0: Um, November, I, I thought it was know. November, December. Oh, you're saying back the second time?
1: No, no, the first time.
0: Oh, um, I know, I didn't, I don't know if I dre- did dress you for the first one. I think Sorcerer it sorry. The, the second time. The second, second one, time. yeah, that was like December ish, beginning of December, I'm pretty sure.
1: Mm, Wasn't it? Maybe end of November. Okay, maybe, yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Okay, so around there, and then, um, so I went to the competition and then. There was four or five of us And then they were live streaming this contest on YouTube And they're like, okay, you're going to be judged on style You're going to be judged on presence On how you look, how the crowd interacts with you and there's, there was just, like, judges there from Hot 97. And these were, like, actual big people that I used to, like, see on YouTube. And I would watch interviews, like, whether it's uh, DJ Enough, T.T. Torres. Like, these are, like, industry executives and people who are important, right? And so I used to watch these people on YouTube and, like, research this. I'm like, oh, fuck, they're the judges. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is real now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I was like, Please make me go last, because like last is gonna stick in yeah. everyone's mind, right? Exactly. For some reason, right? It always happens to me, right? Even the first event, I went first. Oh for some God. reason, they were doing like a draw. They're like, okay, first is Roger. Oh, I was like, fuck. Ah, I'm always first for some reason. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. honestly, I think it works in my favor because I feel because like... then
0: you're the comparison too. So if you blowed out of the water, yeah. then you're they, you're just comparing second and third and fourth. The first exactly. First. I realize
1: that. So now I'd rather go first, to be honest. Um, and you get it out of the way too. Yeah, so I, I ended up going first, and I performed. It was just one song, so it was like one. What song, song did you or, do? I did Gang. Oh, right? okay. So it's like one song, Do or Die, right? And then they had like the online voters like voting, and there was like a screen where you could see like who's winning in votes and everything, uh, and the judges would vote at the end, right? So then I performed Gang, and then um, the crowd was loving it. The crowd was jumping, and it was fun. Killed the performance, and you could see like my voting bar was at like 98% out of like 100. I was like, oh shit, shit. right? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. And then the judges, when it came to them, I was like tripping because I'm like, yo, these judges have seen every artist come up through here, whether it's like J. Cole, Drake, they've all performed at Who's Next, right? They've all that's crazy, yeah. They've all come up through that. So they're like, I've like, I'm like, they've seen all these artists perform, so like, I don't know how they're gonna react to me, right? Um, I was just downplaying myself a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but when it came to the judges the judges not a single negative review right they were just wow. like this was amazing i love your flow i love your style and they're like that fur coat though, <laughs> and like that mink they're like he's not even breaking the sweat like where would you get that fur i know coat i can't
0: from? believe that cuz when we first talked about like yeah. I, like i wanted to do fur but then i'm like are you not going to be dying and then I'm you're like no i'm shit, cold all the time. <laughs> i'm always so cold, cold. Yeah. it's amazing I had, like, low iron or something. I don't know what it is.
1: <laughs> but yeah they loved it especially like um one of the judges, Titi, she was just like, oh, I love your code. Like, where'd nice. you get that from, right? Um, and it was just all, like, positive reviews. They loved how I looked. They loved the song. They loved the performance. And then I think it set the bar, like, really high that when, like, the rest of the performers did their uh, performances, like... Like, there was like barely in, any interaction. I don't mean to be like, moved, no, right but thing. that it is what it is, yeah. Yeah, there was like barely any interaction. Like, you could see the voters bar, like, they, they like mine was at 98 and they were at like 14, 20. Oh, shit. Like, it was not like a lot, right? And then, like, when it came to judges, the judges were like, yeah, you could have done better here, here, here. Every single other competitor got like criticism except me. So then I was um, just like, oh shit, like, this could be a possible thing. Like, I could win. Yeah. Right. And then by the end of it, when um it was time to like pick the winner, they were doing like the drum roll and everything. And then um the host was like, You might think you know who the winner is, but you don't actually know. And then I was sitting there You're like, like looking at, I was sitting there looking at like the voting, I was like, Wait, so it's not me? Like, fuck and I was tripping, right? And then um they did the drum roll and everything and then they're like, Oh, and the winner is Rajan. right? And then like the crowd went crazy and like some of my friends were there. They went crazy. And then I got up on stage and they gave me like a trophy. And the judges oh. were like, Congratulations. They're like, You get to perform at Hot for the Holidays. Um, you'll be opening the show. And on Hot for the Holidays, the people performing there were Tori, um, Trey Song. Did you
0: see Tori backstage? Oh. I didn't get to. Because oh, like, okay. this was like a
1: bigger event. Right, right, right. I'll get to that event. but uh,
0: Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me. Um, okay.
1: Sorry, yeah. Tori, Trey Songs. Tori, Trey Songs, Fabulous, Young Ma, oh. Designer. A uh, so little baby, fun. Gunna. Um, there was some other a boogie. Um, there was some other artists there too. I can't remember everything. Right? Stacked. Yeah, it was stacked. <laughs> so many, and this was gonna be like my first like real like show in the industry. Yeah, right? yeah. because like these are like professional artists, right? Um, mm-hmm. People who made a name for themselves. And then that show was in December, so that was like two weeks later. So that's when we went back down for the show. Um, and then you just made for this again mm-hmm. with a pink. The yes, yeah. let's <laughs> say they loved it as soon as they seen the mink, they're like, Oh, you're the mink guy, you're, you're the, the mink yeah. guy, right? Um, so good. I think that's probably my favorite outfit ever. The yeah? Pink mink. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love that too.
1: I like that a lot, and um, nice. Then performed uh Hot for the Holidays that was December 14th, okay, I believe. But prior to performing to that, they had me do a rehearsal like the day before um and they gave me the whole experience they took me around to like the hot 97 headquarters Oh, Um, so i actually got to go to the radio station right and me being like a fan of like hip-hop my entire life right and seeing like artists get interviewed at the radio station and watching it to this day actually being able to be there everything like felt like so real it's like oh yo this is amazing this is real like this Mm -hmm. is happening um and i got to take a tour around um the entire studio um i had a rehearsal with some of the executives there um, and I met a lot of great people that I'm still I still talk to till today. Um, a lot of friends from there. Um, there's actually a lot of Canadians that work. Are there really? Yeah. One of the um, I think he's a program director or he, he deals with like the music that goes on to um, the radio. Um, very important there. His name's Dom. Shout out to Dom. He's Canadian. He's from Toronto. No way. Right? Um, and It's
0: funny. We're, like, hidden in there. Like, there's way more than yeah. than you, like, expect, yeah, almost. And, then, <laughs> and when I met
1: him, the vibes were just genuine, and it was just dope, and he's just like, oh, you're from Toronto? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're from yeah, Toronto? He's too. like, yeah. It was yeah. like a Toronto connection. Yeah. Um, and I'm good friends with him. He supports me. Um, and I, there was another um, person on the business side. His name is Victor. Um, very high up as well. Canadian as well What? Right? Just, yeah, and I was just like Yo, there's so many Canadians here Yeah Right? Um, all great people And then like Everyone I met at Hot 97 Were great people And then I did the show And um, Yeah, I got to pre- It was only one song But it was just like A cool experience still And being, did
0: you do gang as well?
1: I did gang, right? Yeah. Because uh, That
0: was like You had just dropped that track At that time, Yeah,
1: that's the song That was doing like The best too, right? Yeah um, And it was just a cool experience Because that was like My first like Concert ever Like my first big show Mm -hmm. and um there's like 15,000 people there There was so many many people
0: it's crazy that's actually so many like 15,000 people like that's a lot of fucking people
1: (laughs) a lot, right? so many Um, but like when you're on stage you don't really notice it you don't really think like oh there's 15,000 people here it looks like there's like 200 yeah because like you don't there's also a spotlight so I couldn't really see the crowd right I know it's like everyone's
0: just I was like like,
1: yeah I was like performing blind I was like I couldn't (laughs) see shit the spotlight was hitting me I was like all right performing can't see anything um but that, that was,
0: sunglasses are a good idea like a lot of people do it and it's yeah. like i don't blame you like a lot of artists do it, yeah yeah like the light is bright as fuck it, it it's was like right rude. in your eyes my
1: first experience with it, it was super bright nice um yeah the performance was fun and then because it was an actual show and they had like super like a lot of security um and the artists had their security and everything i couldn't really like um go and like chit chat with the artists mm-hmm. um but I got to watch them all perform like Tori, A Boogie, Fabulous, Designer. Nice. Um, but I did get to meet Designer backstage. Hey, um, what's su- he like? Super cool. Like you know how like he is like on his records like panda. He's super hype. Yeah. yeah. panda, panda. He's yeah. like that in person too. Is he? Yeah. He's just super hype like that. Um, he was cool. Um, I wish I got to meet like more artists like A Boogie and, and Trey Songs. but yeah. That'll happen one day. Oh right? yeah. Um, but the show is really good. Amazing yeah
0: and then like I know I kind of know the answer to this but I just want to like tell everybody too like what because I know that now um, like being signed really doesn't have the same Mm -hmm. weight as it did even 10 15 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, what's your sort of opinion on that because like currently you're still independent right and like is that a choice do you want like are you working towards getting signed or do you mm-hmm. are you like happy being independent
1: I feel like I'll say this also for like any like I'll say this also for like any artists um, listening as well I feel like being signed to a label is a good thing because like they help you get like global recognition right mm-hmm. like they're like a machine they could help like push your music and put it in front of everyone you know what I mean um, like artists like Post Malone are like signed to a label and like I never heard of Post Malone until he was signed and it was, like, pushed in front of us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, with White Iverson. Like, it was everywhere. So they could place your music everywhere so people could hear it, right? But the only thing is, like, um, obviously with labels, they take a certain percentage of, like, your earnings and they have certain control over you. So I think the best thing to do is, like, build your fan base and build your, like, career as far as you can, right? To a point where... When you're going to sign with the label, so you could take that next step, you're in a position of a power to a point where it's like, okay, I'm already making money off of my fan base here. I already have like a sustainable business. I already have like people who listen to my music and I can make a living off of this for the rest of my life. What can you offer me? Mm -hmm. Instead of like, I need you. Yeah, I'll take anything. Because I've been in that position, right? Like, I've had labels offer me stuff, be like, oh, we'll give you like, you know, like $400,000, right, to sign with our label. But people don't know. Then what? Yeah, but then people don't know that $400,000 they give you as advance. I have to pay that back, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, that $400,000 is going towards like marketing, promo, videos, stylists, like all, all this stuff yeah. that they spend money on, right? That may not be in my control, right? And then I have to pay that money back. So it's like, okay, if stuff doesn't pan out,
0: yeah. then how are
1: you paying that money back? Yeah, right? And a lot of artists get stuck in that. And a lot of artists are kind of just like stuck paying back money to labels for the rest of their career or like the label owns like, at least over 50% of their career, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think I want to just get to a point where like I'm making a sustainable living off of uh my music and my fan base is really good to a point where I could be like okay, I want to partner with a label yeah. I like do you know who Russ? Is?
0: Uh yeah.
1: Okay, so Russ did I think the smartest thing. Like Russ has um he spoke about this. Um Russ has like a huge ass fan base.
0: Like Russ as in Russell like do you, this guy, right?
1: No, From- no. A uh, Russ as in um oh. the long-haired artist
0: okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: okay.
0: Um, I do. I know I have some of his songs. Okay, yeah. yeah. So
1: he has a huge-ass fucking fan base, right? And he built that fan base off of the internet. Um, and he, when he went to a label, he partnered with them being like, okay, you take 50% of my career, and I take 50% of it, so you're gonna give me, like, the global recognition I need, but we're gonna do this 50-50 as a partnership. But he's like, everything that I've made money on in the past, like, all the songs that I have that still have millions of views yeah. and make me so much money you can't mine. touch so it's like it's a prenup mine. yeah pretty much like
0: right? lit- that, which is smart because that's what it is it's a partnership right? exactly same with the marriage it's
1: like <laughs> I never looked at it like that but that's true <laughs> it is yeah
0: not like old school like where you know the man would be like okay hey, I'll take care of you and yeah. you have to be my slave for the rest of it like not yeah. actually but like it's kind of like synonymous a little bit in, in exactly. that way interesting yeah because I just know you had had some conversations with some labels and stuff but you yeah. were just like that's good that's smart that you're hanging on to your mm. uh, your work and all that and cool yeah. Um, and then very last thing before we wrap up, oh my gosh, what was I going to ask you? I talk a lot. Oh, no, no, it's great. It's great. Me too. Um, oh, where, what's, uh, like not like what's next, but Mm. like, do you, I know you dropped your album. Do you have any like shows planned? Any new songs? Mm. Um, oh, actually really quickly tell me about the thing that you just, the video that you just posted on your Instagram about like your... You had just kind of said it was like yours in your car and you were like, yeah, Uh, I want to like, yeah, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about on that and then maybe like where you're planning to go
1: and then. Okay, so pretty much I was just talking about for the people who didn't hear it. I was talking about how um, because I got to see the industry with the Hot 97 stuff and I got to like meet like executives and see behind the scenes how things go on um and because labels have approached me being like oh we'll offer you this but we're gonna take your money back at this or we're gonna we're gonna take money from this like your merchandise or whatever like i just see how everything works now it like cha- at that time it changed my perception on my music where i started changing my music just to be like okay maybe i should make music like this because then it'll work and then the label will push it and then it'll mm. take me further right and I, in that process like i lost who i was as like an artist right i was making music just to be like this is going to help me From or money. like, yeah. And like I was I was speaking with this guy that we could assign to his label. Um, and he was telling me like, like my entire project that I just put out, I loved every single song on it. Right. And to me, it was like, okay, it was my art and my fans loved it when I dropped it. Right. But to him, this is what I mean. Like when I was showing him the music, he's like, show me what you're dropping next. He's like, yeah, it's all right. You got to do better. You got to make more tracks. You're going to make them like this. Right. So it made me feel like, Oh, like my art wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Right when in in reality, like the art was good enough, right? But he wanted something different because he knew like how certain things would work and how he can market it to make it work, right? But then I had to think to myself: Is that like the type of artist I want to be? Mm-hmm. Do I do I want to make music that's cool for him? Yeah, and then be that type of artist and then put that music out and then obviously it gets recognition. He could put money behind it and it could do good. But is that what I want for me as an artist? Right. And then that's why I had to take a step back and I was like, no, nah, that's not what I want, right? So at this point now, I'm just mm-hmm. like getting back to being an artist, right? And getting back to being like who I am because at the end of the day, like my people like me for who I am, right? And it's just going to grow off of that. like, And someone's going to come along, whether it's a label or someone bigger to help me, it's going to come along and be like, we like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Don't do what we want you to do. Continue doing what you're doing. We support that.
0: Um, so yeah, what's next?
1: what is next so I have singles dropping next um, oh. and then I also just decided that like a lot of like okay f- for a- advice for any artist coming up the music industry is not just about music it's like the music business as well mm-hmm. like, you have to have like your business correct as well um, what separates a lot of su- successful people and people who don't really succeed is the business and the music, right? Because, like, there's so many people who are great artists, but if you have your business MO down to pack, then you could always make a living off of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this year I decided that, like, okay, I've released um, music. I'm going to continue releasing music, but I want to get, like, my business model down in terms of, like, I want to release merch this year. Um, I want to register my company. Um, I want to make a website for my company so that people can buy merch off there, go-to-it to find out about music and shows and everything i want to set up my first show by the end of the year i just want to set my business right so that nice. this way by the end of the year like it's making a sustainable living um and it's it's stable right mm-hmm. and then once everything is stable and the business is in place then it's just like okay we could go 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 if i need to drop music i drop it okay we need to drop merch the merch is already in place we have the merch plug if i need to uh get cover art done i already have the cover art done like everything is in place so it's like a like a wheel, well yeah. oiled machine,
0: yeah yeah that's smart and i think everybody comes to a point which Mm. is great that you're there that like okay you have all these things in place and also like it's hard when you're doing everything yourself too yeah so like hopefully maybe you can get like some you know people around you to help you Mm. um that will really make a difference yeah amazing that's so exciting um okay so we're gonna pretty much just wrap up here so i want to ask you first about your favorite footwear which are your sneakers that you wore today yes and what uh what do you love about them
1: my favorite footwear are these Pumas, uh, all white Pumas. I don't know the, like the model of them or the brand.
0: They'll um, see on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Post <laughs> so, the photo. Um, these are my favorite because one, they look like socks, right? Two, they're comfy as fuck. Um, they also don't have laces. I don't like laces.
0: Oh yeah, um, I never noticed that. They
1: don't have straps. I don't like straps. So it's kind of just like a slip-on shoe, that's really comfy, and I like white shoes a lot because uh, they stand out
0: me too yeah.
1: um and these are my favorite because i think like every like dope performance i've done or every time i've had like a big performance i've worn these shoes and i always just feel like super comfortable in these shoes when i'm performing um i feel super confident in these shoes for some reason because they just stand out like the white um and yeah so these are my favorite kicks because they're like my music kicks in a sense nice
0: yeah. Excellent. And I know you've given a lot of advice um throughout this podcast episode. Mm-hmm. But if you could give like one kind of like one liner piece of advice to somebody um walking a similar path to you, what would yeah. you say?
1: I would say be yourself. Don't change yourself. Don't let anyone take away your individuality, because that's what makes you special. Do this with passion. Don't do it to please other people. And do it to the fullest of your ability and give it your all.
0: Boom. Love it. Um, okay. That is it for this episode today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give it a five-star rating. If you- Five stars. Five stars, guys. Five stars. Um, if you liked it and you can obviously check out previous episodes as well. Um, you guys can follow Rajan on Instagram and everywhere on everything. Uh, he's at... Rajan905, and that's R A J A N905. And of course, you can follow the podcast at Coming Up in My Sneakers. Um, I wish you guys all a fabulous week. I will talk to you next Wednesday and do not get caught wearing dirty sneakers.